PwC IFRS Talks, your source for all things IFRS, technical accounting matters, business issues, current standard setting and regulatory updates. I'm your host, Andrea Price. And in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to Mercedes Benos and Sergio Cravero, both partners in PwC Argentina, about the ISB's exposure draft of amendments to IS21 that deals with the lack of exchangeability. Welcome, Mercedes and Sergio. Hi, Andrea. Happy to be here with you. Hi, Andrea. Hope everyone's staying safe and thank you for having us here. Thank you. So, lack of exchangeability, very topical in Argentina. Sergio, could you tell us what the problem the CD is trying to fix? Yeah, well, to start, it is important to say that the underlying issue is economic in nature. What we have seen in the past is that some economies with high public deficit and constraints in their commercial balance start a process of expansion of their monetary base to finance public expenditure, leading to higher inflation and devaluation of the local currency against more stable currencies. So people and companies lose trust in the local currency and the demand for foreign currency increases significantly. This situation stresses the financial system and governments from time to time restrict the access to foreign currency to the most immediate and unavoidable needs of the country, like setting financial debt or paying some essential imports. So, so you said from time to time. How often does this problem actually arise? Well, as the board explained in the introduction to the exposure draft, although these circumstances might arise relatively infrequently, when they do arise, economic conditions can deteriorate rapidly. So this is an issue that, when it appears, is an urgent and relevant one for everyone that has an interest in that economy, like local people and companies, but also for foreign investors and creditors. So not necessarily an awful lot, but just sometimes when it does happen, it's very important. Okay, so what's the accounting impact of this economic phenomena? Well, in the scenario described by Sergio, the main challenge in that context is to determine which is an exchange rate which both individuals and companies can access. From the accounting perspective, the issues that the board intends to cover with the ED are whether there is lack of exchangeability between two currencies, and determining the export exchange rate when exchangeability is lacking. Of course, the situation impacts differently depending on the purpose for which an entity wants to obtain the other currency. That can be to account for transactions in foreign currency, meaning to settle individual foreign currency transactions in a foreign currency, or to translate financial information into a different presentation currency, including the use of a presentation currency other than the entity's functional currency, or translating the results of financial position of a foreign operation. Thank you. So what does the exposure draft propose? Well, the exposure draft focuses on two substantive amendments and, and two consequences of them. The substantive amendments deal with the assessment of exchangeability between two currencies and determining the spot exchange rate to be used for accounting purposes when exchangeability is lacking. And as a consequence of this proposed amendment, the ED then deals with disclosure and transition requirements. Okay, so tell me a bit more about the amendments, please. Yeah, diving deeper in the exposure draft, the first thing that the proposal does is to define exchangeability. That is, when an entity is able to exchange one currency for another currency. And it further details the conditions for that exchangeability to exist or not. These conditions include time frame. The standard defines a spot exchange rate as the exchange rate for immediate, immediate delivery. But a normal administrative delay in obtaining the other currency does not preclude a currency 
from being exchangeable into uh, that other currency. The ability to obtain the other currency, so in assessing whether a currency is exchangeable into another currency, an entity shall consider its ability to obtain the other currency and not its intention or decision to do so. Only markets and, or, or exchange mechanism in which an exchange transaction would create enforceable rights and obligations should be considered in this assessment, being enforceability a matter of law. And as Mercedes mentioned, the purpose of obtaining the other currency, because this different rates may apply for different uses of a currency, and not all of them might be an exchangeable at the measurement date. And last but not least, the exposure, the exposure draft states that a currency is not exchangeable into another currency when an entity is able to obtain no more than an insignificant amount of the other currency. Okay, so first the entity has to conclude whether there's a lack of exchangeability and it's got to do all those conditions to, to work out if there is a lack of exchangeability. And if it does conclude that, then presumably it needs to move on to the next step, which would be determining the appropriate exchange rate. Exactly. The second step consists in determining which is the export exchange rate when exchangeability is lacking. So for this purpose, the ED proposes three things. To allow the use of an observable exchange rate at the estimated export exchange rate. To allow the use of the first subsequent exchange rate as the estimated spot exchange rate if available. Or the use of an estimation technique to determine the spot exchange rate. The key principle for this determination is that the estimated spot exchange rates meet the following conditions at the measurement date. The rate at which an entity would have been able to enter in an exchange transaction had the currency been ex exchangeable into that other currency. A rate that would have applied to an orderly transaction between market participants and a rate that faithfully reflects the prevailing economic condition. Okay, thank you. So can you tell us a bit more about how you apply the principle for assessing the spot exchange rate then? So in assessing whether an observable exchange rate for another purpose meets the Q principle, an entity shall consider among other factors. Whether several exchange rates exist, the existence of more than one observable exchange rate may indicate that exchange rates are set to encourage or deter entities from obtaining the other currency for particular purposes. Accordingly, these observable exchange rates may include an incentive or a penalty and therefore may not faithfully reflect the prevailing economic conditions. The purpose for which the currency is exchangeable. If an entity is able to obtain the other currency only for limited purposes, such as, for example, import emergency supplies, the observable exchange rate may not faithfully reflect the prevailing economic conditions. The nature of the exchange rate, a free floating observable exchange rate, is more likely to faithfully reflect the prevailing economic conditions than an exchange rate set through regular interventions from the relevant monetary or jurisdictional authorities. The frequency with which an exchange rate are updated, an observable exchange rate unchanged over time is less likely to faithfully reflect the prevailing economic conditions than an observable exchange rate updated more frequently, for example, one or many times a day. Finally, the proposals establish that an entity may use this first subsequent exchange rate as the estimated spot exchange rates in those situations in which the currency became exchangeable after the measurement date and it complies with the characteristics we discussed before. So that all sounds quite hard. Yeah, the immediate spot exchange rate may be challenging. Um, yeah, and it seems like there's quite a bit of subjectivity and judgment in there as well. So presumably there are disclosures proposed as well? Yeah, exactly. 
so the proposals also include required disclosures when restrictions to exchangeability exist, which include the current amount of affected assets and liabilities and the spot exchange rate used and whether those rates are observable exchange rates or spot exchange rates determined using an estimation technique. Okay, thank you. And what about transition? Well, regarding transition, the ED permits early application of the amendments, obviously once effective, and does not require the restatement of comparative information. But instead, it requires to recognize any effect of initial application of the amendment as an adjustment to the opening balance of return earnings or cumulative uh, translation differences, uh, as it may correspond, at the day uh, of initial application. Okay, thank you. So initial reaction, it's obviously a bit early in the process to be very definitive about what all those initial reactions are. But what was your response to the proposals and what do you think we should be looking out for? Well, I believe that most of the countries dealing with these issues will welcome the proposals. Some may feel that the accounting standards, the current accounting standards, sometimes lead to answers that do not quite reflect the real economic income impact of the transactions. But we also received some comments from prepared concern with the need to estimate a spot exchange rate, adding further subjectivity to the financial information in, in a particular pervasive topic as a foreign currency. There is some concern that the proposal may lead to some diversity in practice, as different entities might use different exchange rates, which could go against comparability. Also, there may be some concerns around the definition of lack of exchangeability, as the current proposal limits this to when an entity is only able to obtain limited amounts of foreign currency. So there might be some discussion around the concept of what, what is limited amounts and whether, for example, obtaining 40% of the balance, as we have real-life examples of this, would be included or not. I fully agree with these reactions and I will add to, to that that we would all welcome more examples to be included in the proposals in order to help entities understand how to apply the, the new requirement. This is an important topic for entities operating directly or through investment in these economies. So I expect a lot of interested parties commenting on these proposals. Um, that's great. And to remind those interested parties, the comments on the exposure draft are due to be received by the 1st of September. So there's still a bit of time to get those comments in. And I, I urge you all to, to think about responding if you are affected. Sergio and Mercedes, all that remains for me to say now is thank you both for joining me in this podcast today and also thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, stay safe and happy accounting. The preceding programme was brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP. This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.